This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh. <laughs> it would be a wall spot, eh? Hello, holla, and welcome, and we are back for a 13th season at Wolves Fancast, part of the 90 Min Network. Guys, it's been hot, it's been sticky, but it's great to be back. I'm joined today with Tom and Adam. How are we both feeling tonight? Still pretty warm, isn't it? Yes. It's hot, but not unbearably hot, I think is for... We, we've kind of gone down from DEFCON 5, well, I can't remember which way around it goes, but it's it's definitely not as bad, is it? Ironically, I've had the fan on more today than I did yesterday. I don't know why. It oh, quite, really? it, it quite clearly is very much cooler than it was Monday, Tuesday. But um, yeah, the fan that I impulse purchased last weekend, as um, well, I've had on money's worth out of it so far, although I'll probably put an extra fiver on my electric bill. <laughs> for the next one, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I've been feeling the heat. The little tower fan that we had bought last year basically doesn't do anything, so it has been very sticky here. But you know what? I don't mind because I'm optimistic again, fellas. It's been a bit of a tricky um, off season, hasn't it, for Wolves? It's not been the most non-toxic of atmospheres but it, fe- it feels like we've turned the corner in the last week with signing of Nathan Collins and of course tonight's 4-0 win over Alaves. I mean let- let's go right into talking about the game first because it- it's just happened. Was this just the perfect preparation for our European tour when we're back in the Europa League um, after next year because guys I am all on board after a four 0 win, I'm I'm there. I'm Adam. I know you're you're president of Positive Club. Um, am I joining you here? Let's book our tickets, Rich. Let's book our tickets. We'll be back in back in Alicante again. This time next year, with the warm up for the Europa League. Um, do you know what? It's funny because I'm not in bygone years when it comes to pre season. I've been quite excited when we've had like our annual trip to the Bescot to take over half the Bescot Stadium and like make Walsh look a bit silly. Or I don't know. I remember the Soul back in the years when we played Shrewsbury at their place. Shrewsbury so like, and Crew. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Crew. Of course, I forget Crew. Because um, on at that point, you saw me itching to get back into watching balls again. And um, over, over the last few years, like I've been a bit blasé about pre-seasons. Like I've not really followed it very much or I've not even gone to the quote unquote glamour home friendlies that Wolves have like against middle ranking Spanish opposition like Valladolid or Celta Vigo or something like that. But um I was quite quite keen, quite interested in watching tonight's game. Um obviously there's been a lot of Wolves fans gone out there taking the uh, the sights and sounds of good old Ben Adorn at the Rose and Crown. Um 
See, I was quite looking forward to it, and, and you're right, Rich, you know, the summer's been, it's not been the best, really, considering the fact that we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for a, for a player to, to be signed. Um, so it's just good to like just get back out on the pitch and see how we line up and, and how we shape up and get the pre-season programme underway, which, you know, we don't even have the glamour home friendly this year do we we've it's just all around europe which as i say we we're, uh, we're hoping that we're, we're going to get used to yeah mini, mini european tour i mean you, you're right in, in terms of this was like the first game i know we've had a couple of behind closed doors friendlies which weren't exactly successful with chiquinho managing to tear his acl and whatever with a pretty horrendous tackling i, I didn't see it live but i saw the the still of it so um, in terms of the starting lineup, I think it was kind of interesting. Um, pretty much full strength starting eleven. Um, Saar wasn't starting, but Sarkic was, who very highly rated. But apart from that, I think that's basically a Premier League outfit in terms of your outfield players, isn't it, Tom? I mean, I, I, assuming that you know Matinho comes in. No, sorry, Matinho was starting. Um, you know, potentially Collins, let's say, comes in or Kilman. That is. You'd be happy if we were starting a Premier League game with with that eleven, wouldn't you? Yeah, that, that that's by and large at the moment. Yeah, yeah, what we're looking at. I think you know. Yeah, you can look at the bench, and I think that's where um, ultimately you know you got to look at where our problems might lie. You know, going forward with depth. But as an eleven, I've, I've said this for years. Our eleven, our starting eleven, if they're all fit, is is, is decent. It's fine. Um, it's when the fatigue and, and injuries kick in that's where you know we we have the issue. Um, which hopefully, fingers crossed, will address to some extent. I know there's a couple of bodies missing from that. So you got was it Saab, Samedo, Huang, and who was the other one? There's someone else I mean, in the stands. Troy, well. I don't believe Troy, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of de- definite. I was going to say first eighteen players, or what will now be first. Yeah. Um, I mean, for for one thing that sort of sticks out for me um, is. All right, the new signing didn't start, but like a new signing, times two did start in terms of um, Gibbs, White, and Neto. And uh, right, we can't judge an awful lot from a preseason friendly, but it did feel like a breath of fresh air having those two playing. I mean, especially Neto first half. That was just like what we've been crying out for, what we were missing the entire last season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was peak, peak. The amount of times he was he was on his bike as when Nevers got the ball, um, and that ball over the top was on every time. And um, yeah, he just he's got that way of running. He gets his head down, doesn't he? Really gets his head mm. down, and he just he just he's just direct. Yeah. Um and we do. You know, that's one thing that we are not wolves. We are not direct. Um, we haven't been over the last few years, but um, yeah, it really bodes well. I think. I think it's. Yeah, it it could be a massive, massive player for us this season. So fingers crossed. This will be um, the true his true comeback, really, because coming back part way through last season, you know, it's quite hard to come back into it in the hit, trying to hit the ground running mm. straight away. Yeah. And um, hopefully, if all goes well this preseason, he gets like the full run of games behind him. And he's 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 obviously he's, if he's fit he starts. That's probably status within the team, isn't it? Really, if, he, if he's fit, he's got to be he's got to be playing. So 
I thought it was quite exciting to see him and Gibbs White. I mean, I must be honest, I'm going to hold my hands up here, right? Gibbs White, right? I have been very critical of him in the past. In fact, I've said before, was it when it was it, it might have been when he went out to was it Swansea? I, I think, yeah, I think basically I just said he's ne- I'll never see you will probably never see him in the wool shirt again, right? So automatically, as, as of this evening, I'm wrong because he's, he's, he's put a wool shirt back on again tonight, <laughs> but. Um, I've got to be honest, something wants me, really, really wants me, wants him to succeed. Sorry, at the club, I really want to see him do well. Um, I've probably been swayed by like how well he did for Sheffield United last year. And I just think he's got a lot of unwarranted flack and like whatever girl he's dating, he's got a lot of them, or she, you know, he, he's getting flack because of her or something. I just think he should get a proper chance in like the proper position, like we shouldn't mess him about like we have done in the past. That's not necessarily been Bruno's fault. That's been Nuno's fault, I think. He's, he's been messed about. Um, but he showed today, when we, we get into a bit more in the weeds of the game, that it's got quality. And I really hope that he succeeds. Because actually, no, if we do, I know how we lined up today. We, we could It could be completely different come you know, Leeds away when we, we could... You never know. We might just revert back to five of the back and upset everyone <laughs> on the other day. But um, if Neto and Gibbs White play alongside Raul, brilliant. And we've also got two other options off the bench as well in um, Pedence and Huang. So, um, you know, we've got good options in those positions. Well, I, I say good options because I'm giving, um, it's new season, so I'm giving Huang a clean slate as well. New season, new start. Yeah, I'm all on board. And I think similar to, I guess, you with uh, Kilman Pricey, I've been very much pro-Gibbs White basically since he started. And, you know, I've always been appreciative. He's a young player who never really had a position even at youth level because he's just a talented footballer. In the same way, I guess, like Jesse Lingard, like... I know he's a good footballer, but I couldn't tell you what his best position is. And I think that's been a bit of a flaw around Gibbs White. But, you know, is he an attacking midfielder? Does he play almost as a striker off somebody else? Can he play centre midfield? You know, because he can kind of do it all because he's a got good balance and he's a good footballer. But it then holds him back. And I think that held him back under Nuno to a degree. It halted his progression. But last season at Sheffield United, he had runs of games he had time to you know really push on and develop so you know seeing them too but we'll start with Neto because it brings us on neatly on to the first goal as well and some you, you again you hit the nail on the head for me but one thing that seems to have been missing from Wolves under those first couple of years under Nuno to the last couple of years is that lack of a ball over the top. You don't see Nevers try to play it anymore. You don't see Cody do a raking pass anymore because basically we don't have anyone who likes to be on the last man and break, whereas Pedro Neto thrives on it. Um, and that's how the first goal came about from, you know, uh, <laughs> I think as Dan described it on Twitter, a Hail Mary pass from Neves and you get Neto shot down. But then um, Jimenez steps up dispatches a penalty and what could what has potential to be an iconic celebration do we think guys yeah i, I want to make that that's got to be his trademark now surely i thought i, yeah. I quite liked it to be honest i mean people say it was daft but I, I thought it was quite good yeah 
See, to the, um, the uneducated, people just generally think that, you know, he's like when he got the Sin Cara mask out, people just think this is his new thing. Like he's just got an eye patch from somewhere ready to pull out, so they don't actually know what it is. There's some people on Twitter who like think it was this guy with the eye patch, not knowing that it's actually there to protect the, soft, a, protect, yeah. protect the soft spot on his head. Because I'm right in thinking he's got, an, I was going to say, for really important shout of this podcast, he's got a new protective gear for this season, hasn't he? So it is a lot smaller and like that sort of shape, I believe it's... He had it, yeah, he had it he back a... in the last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the last the last few games. But that, but I never got the sort of that band, that halo thing like he had around his head because I didn't mm. get how he could head the ball right with that at all. It, it, surely it's coming off at all angles if you, if you get it on your forehead. Whereas this, obviously, it's only protecting the you know the the area that that matters, and ultimately the rest of his head is is clear and, and and can head the ball normally. So I didn't really get that. I think it was they were sort of learning on the job. I think last season with with that one really, but I think he has to he has to wear something from what I gather from like an insurance yeah. point of view, a legal point of view. So it, it it will be on you know forever. But I think the design now hopefully is just so much better than than previous. Yeah, because I remember I think at the start of a couple of games into last season where he tore it off, he was, he was, he was a game. Yeah, Brentford, it was Brentford at home, yeah, he lost his rag, and, yeah. And um, at the end of the game, I saw all the medical staff were going mad at him at the end of the game for taking it off. And, what, are you, what are you doing? you mentalist, that's there to like save your life, essentially. But um, on, the, on the, 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 the tackle itself, on the game, on Neto, right, we were what? Six, was it, how many minutes into the game was it about six or seven minutes oh, in, it, it was early in quite yeah early on, wasn't it I thought the first half especially that it was quite a spicy game considering like it's, mm. I, I don't know where Alaves are with their pre-season programme but this is like our quote unquote proper first pre-season game all first half it was yeah. it was very very agitated very aggressive and so that guy I don't know who it was but that guy flew in on Neto I was like where the hell's that come from like, yeah like the and then he argued game. about it. Can yeah. you believe he argued about that? I've never seen a more blatant penalty in my life. He just wiped him out. I don't get that. <laughs> it was... Uh, it, it infuriates me. How, you say, like, it couldn't have been more blatant. It, it, it was textbook definition of just trying to do anything. You're not going to get sent off. It's a friendly. Just put your hands up and just move on. No need to argue it. But always good to see Jimenez score. Um, and and play quite well as well. Um, but then Neto turns from creator to provider, um, scoring again. L- really lovely, well finished um, goal for Wolves for his second. I mean, <laughs> I, I I feel like everybody is predi- predicting him to have a big season um, going forwards because say he. He didn't really get for running for mill last season. I think he made about twelve appearances in total, um, which was surprising. But a lot of it was off the bench, and you know, a lot of good grace goes into that because of the injury and whatever. But he seems to have really hit the ground running. Um, well, I it, 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 was, it was the front three combined, didn't they? For that, I think Gibbs yeah. White drove forward, nice little one-two with him, and as he nearly overran it, then slipped it through to um, to Neto. So that was quite good, and it was it was nice to see. Um, Gibbs White quite central. I think that's one thing I really yeah. picked up on, on on what they seem to be trying to do is is when we had the ball, particularly at the keeper, the the centre halves would go to full back basically, and then let Neves come in the slot of centre half, and then he was playing like almost like a 
I don't know, advanced sweeper role, sort of. So he just took over Co- what Cody's role would usually be. Um, and then, yeah, the fullbacks were, were sort of past the halfway line. So I, d- I do quite like th- that sort of aspect of it. I think that's one thing you pick up in pre-season is uh, formation and, and style uh, and sort of and style of play and how you're building, how you're building attacks, really. And I did quite like that. Um, that it seemed like we we seemed to get a lot more bodies bodies mm. forward, whereas before we'd have the we'd have the three, and then be the three centre halves, and then Neves was coming deep to take the ball off Cody's toes. Whereas now the fullbacks pushed on, so it just left the two centre halves at the back, and then and then Neves was coming deep, sort of as as usual. So um, and then obviously yeah, that came, I think again that came from from a bit of central play, and then and then um, Neves slipping the ball through to Gibbs White. I think. Yeah, I think. It's felt like a lot the last couple of seasons for Cody and Nevers can sometimes occupy that same space. And that's one of the reasons I think a lot of people, including himself, been calling for a four at the back because it f- opens up the space for Neves to get on the ball and, and have a you know greater range of pitch. And you say, like, you, you always have that knock on effect through the different areas of the pitch as well. It allows the fullbacks to push up, it allows the wingers to potentially tuck inside if need be and join in central attacks. And it gives, you know, even the likes of Den Donk and more of a Rome as well. Who still pops up in his wing position. We'll, we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> but there was a point where, like, I, I say, like, with Gibbs White coming in centrally, it's like he just sees that spot and just penetrates it. Like, oh, we'll, we'll get there. But um, you, he wasn't looking with that one. That, that, yeah. that was a wonder save by that keeper, to be fair. Like, he really at that. He hit that well. I was expecting him to either go back ten foot over the bar or just bobble through to to the keeper, so he could just like you know sit on it pretty much. But um, he hit it pretty well. To be fair, he was unlucky with that. It was when the well, ball I mean... was kind of like almost behind him in a way, the way everything mm. fell. And um, I do find that because he's got a decent shot on him. You just don't obviously just don't see it often enough. Enough to you really given where uh, what what positions he occupies on the, on the pitch. Um, Didn't he but, score Franca for? Um... Didn't Den Donker score a Franca for Belgium in the off season? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was a strike that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got it. He's got his got locker, it he, mate. He has. Yeah, he gets in. He gets in really good positions. He gets in really good positions. I mean, how many chances did he like fluff last season from really good chance? I, mean, I can think about three or four towards the end of the season mm. where they just, they were sitters. Um, but he was there. I mean, we hadn't had any other players there throughout the season, so no. You got. You got to got to be there to miss him. He was getting a bit of the treatment as well, wasn't he? I mean, he got booked early on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. There was, there was one guy who felled him, and I think like he deliberately like left his knee on his head or something like that. Yeah, that started off yeah. a big argument, and then, I mean, I don't really think what he got booked for was really a yellow card, to be honest. But I just thought this, again, it's just another example of it being an unneedlessly like agitated or aggressive mm. friendly. I mean, I don't know whether Alaves have got relegated it now, they they're still bitterly got relegated or something. Yeah. La Liga, yeah. and they're just taking it out on us. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like it, but I say it almost felt like back to almost how we were playing at the start of last season in terms of having that bit more dynamism, a bit more rhythm in our play, um, which again is refreshing to be honest and hopefully signs of things to come. Um, Going in second half, there were changes at half time. We had Podence coming on, and that kind of shifted it to a bit more of a 4 2 3 1 as opposed to a 4 3 3, or even a bit more Podence up front. But and also Kilman coming on, and um, Collins making his 
do you call it making a debut in a friendly? His first appearance in a wolf shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't well, call it a debut, can you? Until he gets to no, I feel like I feel like um the football cliches podcast will have a thing or two to say um about what the <laughs> definition is of it. Um as I go ahead and plug other podcasts um while we're on here. Um I was saying in terms of uh, a couple of comments on YouTube, Hungry Like the Wolf has said Bruno is always like uh, like for front three to say fluid in change positions to prevent getting man marks completely agree and i think yeah. you know you throw podents into that mix as well and you've almost got between neto gibbs white and podents three players who you could put in any of the three behind a striker and have, it wouldn't feel like a drop off in either place they, they can all play in those three positions i i believe anyway um but change the second half and with all the crazy things going on in the world right now, in you know, we're getting record heat waves. We've got, um, you know, <laughs> scandal in politics. I think the most shocking thing is seeing Daniel Podence score a header. It wasn't yeah, even that. He's like, that. he got above, he got above it, two it, centre-offs. It was unbelievable <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> those those centre-offs should never be able to live that day. How they managed to beat, how they managed to let Podence beat them to a header I mean for shame hilarious but <laughs> I mean great don't don't get me wrong great header by Podence like you know if, if you just saw oh head it might be like a little bit of stooping one where he's kind of nipped him there no proper head, it was a you say like that's that's a header like Tim Cahill would be proud of you, uh, you know and again Hopefully he has a big season um, for Wolves because we, we talked about it at the end of last season. Like When he plays, we do tend to win, but he just doesn't have the true output in terms of in terms of goals and assists to really make a true impact, um, which is a bit frustrating personally anyway, because I love watching him play. He's, he's a sort of, he's a kind of player who makes you fall in love with football, but uh, honest, that's what I mean, like... I see him play. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you see what kind of gets my pecker up for next season is that 4-2-3-1 and the having the three of Neto, Pedence, then Gibbs White behind Raul. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty decent three. And Pedence probably, you might argue, where he might be most effective in that number 10 behind the striker. And then, you know, Gibbs White and Neto either side. Neto's probably would hug the wing a bit more than gives what and gives what will come in, but I think that'd be quite deadly for next season. If that's if that's yeah, an op- that's definitely an option to us. And we probably won't do it every game, but well, I'd, I'd fact, be happy seeing that if we get on the team sheet. Yeah, like g- genuinely, if uh, you know, regardless of the other, you know, eight eight players or whatever, if if those three are starting against Leeds. I almost don't feel we've got a lot to complain about as Wolf Sands. Um which is which is what we want. Um I mean go going through we will get onto the Kilman goal. I'm I am saving it, I'm bookmarking it. Um quite a few of the young lads came on as well. Um did any of them sort of impress you stand out? I mean Theo um Cabreno came on and again look, looked really, really handy. Um, I thought, and you know, when he's kind of skipped past a couple of players on the byline, I kind of thought he he's only got one foot. He's only he's just got a left foot. Look at like because he, you know, there was almost yeah. a refusal to use that right foot. 
you know, he did the he did the same role twice, and then launched it with his right foot. I was like, okay, um, and he did a great sort of um, side roll pass as well to Podence, who I can't work out if it was cross or a shot, but you know, I can see why he's had a. You can see he's had a couple of good loan moves and sort of been playing at a, I guess, at football league level compared to maybe like Chem Campbell, um, who hasn't had those loan moves yet. So, you know, any of those sort of development under 23 players stand out for yourselves, guys? I think, I think ultimately, what I always tend to find with the, the kids is they're great on the ball. They can move the ball, pass and move, brilliant, skills, great, take on a man. It's always when they come to the final pass, it's the final decision and something that it's almost like you can't teach. You've got to have that experience. It's either that whether we shoot, whether we cry. I think that one that you're referring to there, he could have he could have quite easily had a shot, and he maybe made the mm. wrong decision. Um, there's just a rawness about them. Bags of ability, by the looks of it. Campbell as well. Um, he had, he had a couple like that. Um, I think out of all of them, just just based on what's in last season as well, is that is that uh, boy I know that that looks yeah the best to be honest. I mean, Kunzel on unsure about I think he needs a loan personally but he obviously he's got ability but yeah that that left back looked decent looked really really good um last season you know I watched a couple of the under 23 games and he and he really stood out and I think he's quite highly rated by by the academy and and, and from what I hear from 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 Bruno as well that you know he's impressed in pre-season well I, I was gonna say I, I agree with the point in terms of Incoming on and looking tidy but I'm saying in terms of him being rated by the club the fact that you know we have released Marcel, um, or let his contract expire, however you want to look at it. Um, yes, we do have Johnny, who can play either side, but we only kind of have three wing-backs at a senior level in terms of eight Nori, Johnny and Samedo. Samedo's out injured um, still, and I don't think he's probably going to be fit start of the pre-season. So there's an opportunity for a couple of those young players. You've got, um, you've got Bueno, and I'm going to... Compl- yeah. You know, so I think did Toti Gomez have a um Yeah, he, yeah, he came, he came on, left, on left back, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I personally think he's more of a centre back. Yeah. Um He had a cro- he had a cross that was a yeah, that, question. He had a, yeah, question. It was a centre back's cross, is yeah, how it was, I describe yeah. it. Although yeah. I think how we describe centre backs on the ball is gonna change a little bit. Um because A firstly Nathan Collins came on for Cody. Just I you oh, get the feeling that, yeah, it, he's what we've been missing. And I don't want to jinx it too early, but, yeah, just big, strong, good on the ball. Yeah, he bought it, it exactly quite what a few times. In he bought yeah. it out defence quite a few times, in not he? Kilman-esque, almost. He, he, like, quite good on the ball. Uh, I'll be honest, I mean, I, when we signed him, I, I don't profess knowing too much about him, but... I, I take the media's viewpoint in the fact that you know he's they were lauding him, so obviously we, we've we've got a good one there. Um, if we are going to line up with four at the back, and I know we we, I know we had this last se- season where we had four at the back a few times in pre-season, it changed, but um, we've got quite a lot of options there now. So just looking at the centre backs alone, we've got obviously the two that started Cody and Bolly. Then we've got on top of that, Collins, Kilman, Mosquera, and Gomez, as you say. So yeah. it's like mm. seven options just for two places. So I would expect the likes of probably Gomez and Mosquera to be loaned out to our 
maybe maybe back to our favourite Switzerland club. But um Oh Bolly could go. It wouldn't surprise I know sorry, we won't jump ahead to Twitter corner here. It wouldn't no, surprise me if Bolly if Bolly went. There is yeah, that he's probably in the prime prime slot. He's probably most at risk of, of going for sure. Um but yeah, I mean at the young ones, I mean, Kundal, Kundal we, know, we know what Kundal can do, really, because we've seen him have a few games now in, in the seniors. So, yeah, I was more looking at, how do we say, is it, is it Corbiano? Corbiano, I think. Corbiano, I'm never, never sure what's, what, what's the right pronunciation, but he's obviously quite tricky on the ball, quite skillful. Um, the loans have done him quite well. Whether or not Bruno sees it, he's up to the level required, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe this is a reluctance while we haven't signed anyone just yet because you know we want to see what these players can do given an opportunity in pre-season. We'll we'll see. But um, Lembekis did quite well in in the twenty ones as well. So he's mm. uh, yeah, he's probably not one to be starting, but he's one to get a squad place and get a feel for first team squad. So yeah, obviously the the investment in youth shows we've got quite a few good solid players there to call upon. Yeah, I think um, with um, uh, Corbino, um, Corbino, uh, we'll, we'll we'll roll on with yeah, pronunciation. Yeah. The, ma- the Maple Messi, we're fine. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of just feel that I, I, I do quite like I, I like the look of him. I just think he's almost slightly too far down the depth chart to make an impact unless he can really really push on. At which point, it's like well. You know, maybe you can get a low move to a championship because I think he's had a couple to League One so far and done all right. It's whether he can sort of do that step up in the same way of like you know Dion De- Sanderson or um, Ryan Giles, who got a hat trick of assists for Borough in pre season. You know, I think assist key. He, he was last season as well, yeah, wasn't he? To be fair, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm interested to sort of see whether Wolves can. Give give Giles an opportunity next year, but or or whether we just just slowly just build up his stock value. So if whoever gets promoted next year from you know when Norwich inevitably we come back up, they can spend ten million on him. <laughs> you know it, it's going to be one of them, right? Pricey, do you want to talk about the Kilman goal? Well. There's Van Castian's current and old who had a weird vendetta against him for, for some reason, but I know it's in the pre-season and it's on the Alaves, but hey, give him the balloon door right now, Max Kilman. <laughs> what a player, eh? What a guy. I mean, to be honest, when he got the ball and I saw him beat the first guy who tried to like rag his shirt down, I, ne- I never I never said anything when I was watching it the whole, the whole time he had the ball was running. I just, in my mind... I'll, just, I'll say it all in my mind. And go on, go on, go on. It just kept going and going. And then I thought initially, I thought it was going to a dead end here. And then just cuts inside. And just non, nonchalance, the nonchalance, right into the far corner of the post. What, what a player. What a player. I mean, us. us weaker foot, weaker foot as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, weaker foot, weaker foot posting in. Can't argue weaker with that. Weaker foot for post. I mean, yeah. For me, I mean, it's, he's, he's, a, he's a short five starter now. This is where Bruno might have a problem if he's going to play four at the back because um, it would be Kilman plus one for me. So he's just, he's just been that good since he, since he came mm. to the team. He's, he's, he's not made many mistakes. He's hardly made mistakes since he's been in the team. 
I'm sure someone will point out one somewhere along the line that he's made. But um, he's just been rock solid ever since he come in. So good on the ball for a guy his size. Um, he's just his, his face is permanently like like this. Whether he's yeah, he scored it, that goal, it, and he's just it, 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 I was yeah. going to say he, he's still. <laughs> Let's say he beats four men and tucks it in the bottom corner. He still looks like, you know, he's doing the weekly shop. I mean, <laughs> but, but one thing that stood out to me is he looks like he's been hitting the weights in the preseason. I know he's been out injured, but he looks a lot bigger. And that's frankly terrifying considering he was already a decent sized guy, but he looks bigger. He looks yeah. stronger. And you say like, it's like he brushed that bloke off him. That, that's in the 90th minute as well. It's just like, yeah, it almost reminded me of like Jolien Lescott um, in like his last season to, with Wolves when he was clearly better than everyone else on the pitch. He was like, I'll just drag this game forward. And what I liked most about that goal is he, he for Kilman, he won't care if that's pre-season or if that was in the Premier League, because he'd do exactly the same thing. I'm convinced of it. He wouldn't, you know, again, if that's against Leeds, he isn't going to kind of beat that first man and brush him off and go, oh, I'll just pass it off now. He'd be running still through anyway. I just, I love the blokes. I think he's brilliant. So if he throws that against Leeds, guarantee there was someone who will actually go and try and chop him down to be, to be honest. Yes. No, they, 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 they might hack him down a bit sooner, but overall, I think it's been a great night at the office um, for Wolves. It's a 4-0 comfortable 4-0 win. Good, attractive football. The type of football that we expect is a strong word, that we anticipate from these players as well. And they say even the fact that um, quite a few youngsters got to get some minutes as well, I think, um, it been really good and hopefully stand a sinker's stead for the next couple of pre-season friendly games. Yeah, I agree. Like I said before, it's about system and style and um, there was a lot to be to be happy about. It was a change. It's not the, just what we've been used to for the last four you know, four or five seasons of, you know, sort of three slash five at the back and, you know, the same old, same old. So it's just nice to see a bit of a change. And I'm pretty confident he's going to stick with this now. I can't see him backtracking like he did last season. I think now he has a bit more confidence in in the players that he's got. Like he's touched on Kilman there and Collins. I think they've they've got the real makings of a decent, you know, centre-half pairing. Um I think obviously there's bigger tests to come in uh, in going the other way. You know that uh, you know that they weren't a significant test for us defensively. Let's face it. Um, so let's see what happens with that. But you know you can only beat what's in front of you. And, and as I said, I think there were there were a lot of positives to come out of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, completely definitely. agree. Um, we're going to take a short break, guys. We'll be back in quite literally. 44 seconds time to talk a little bit about transfers and some of your questions from Twitter Corner. Speak to you in a sec. Hi all, Gully from Wolves Fancast here and just like all of you long-suffering Wolves fans, I know exactly what it feels like to be lacking a creative spark here, some outside of the box thinking there, but our sponsors Pixel Yeti Media are here to help. They're a creative agency that cover all of your web design, branding and marketing needs with our very own WolvesFanCast.com, a fine example of their work. 
So much so that I hear Jeff Shee is looking to do a deal this summer. For now, it's back to the team to ask just where the Diogo Jota money is gone. We might have just had our answer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, in, in terms of transfers, we've only really had one major incoming, which is Nathan Collins from Burnley. We touched upon it briefly um, during the um, talk about Alaves. Um, all pretty happy on it. I think the entire fan base. I don't know if it was just because it was a sign-in. But it, I think it just ticked all the boxes, didn't it, as a fan? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it ticked a lot of boxes for Foson as well, didn't it? You know, a decent price, a twenty around twenty million pound mark. I can't remember the last player we didn't, that, you know, first teamer that we signed that wasn't in around twenty million pound. Um, in a young, a young player with sort of bags of potential, really highly rated. Um, I'm surprised. You know, I've seen you, you get you get a lot from the the uh, the vibe from the fans who have uh, of the selling team, and they were all absolutely gutted, and they thought we'd absolutely done them over basically on on the fee, um, which which I think says a lot for someone who's only played did they only play nineteen games for them or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're mate, fifty career appearances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was captain of Stoke at eighteen, I think. You know, Burnley fans loved him. You know, within 19 games, he kept Ben Me out the side, who's like a, a god. You know, at, at Burnley, um, outplayed Tarkovsky. Um, yeah, it was hard to find a negative. I think the only thing they they mentioned was he can make a couple of rash decisions. You know, that or daft decisions. I think he's got. A, I think he got a silly red card, and um, I think there was a handball against Newcastle, which ultimately you know cost him their, their status in the Premier League. Um, but you're gonna get that from a you know a 21 year old. Um, so yeah, a lot to be optimistic about. I think with this one, and, and it's a centre half signing which we haven't had for four years, five years, something yeah, like that. So it's, been, it's, been it's a, a positive while, in yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Vallejo, he isn't. So yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's uh, <laughs> let, let, let's cross our fingers and hope that he's the one for us. I mean, Champions League winner. Jesus yeah, God, I can't yeah, believe less, that. Unless we forget, I mean, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start putting myself out there to some teams. I think if he can win Champions yeah. League, <laughs> there is a bit if he can if he can play for Real Madrid. So can I uh, vibes with it. Um, in terms of outgoings now, but I guess there's some that are still to be decided. But one which did happen, I think it's caught a lot by surprise in front of it, especially me is. Fabio Silva going to Anderlecht on loan for a season. Pricey. Do you think that's a good move for the player? And do you think it's a good move for Wolves? See, the thing is with Silva is that he clearly, he will, like Gibbs White, just clearly needs a season of just playing every single week. Now, obviously, as long as Raul's here, he ain't going to get that here. Raul is... Hmm. Still our guy, come what may. There, yes, there was a few times last season when Silva got the nod ahead of Raul. I think Bruno was just trying things at, at that point, you know. Um, it can't be great for his confidence to finish a season when, he's, when he played as many games as he did and finished on zero goals. That, that's not going to be great for his confidence. It's also not 
won't make Foster very happy because he's he's the big ticket investment, isn't he? And in two years, we've got four goals out of him, I think. But we knew this was a long-term deal when we bought him. Um, I do think it's quite smart that we've extended his deal by a year and then loaned him out. So we're not losing any time off his contract, mm. per se. He's gone to a fairly decent level. So I believe they're in the Champions League. Yeah. So he will, he will play at the highest level in that regard. So not when it comes to league fixtures, but he will play against the top top defenders in the world, whoever they draw against the Champions League. I think he um, might be Europa. Sorry, Adam, I, I think it's Europa. I might I might be wrong. I don't think it's Champions League. I think it's Europa. That's why I think they think company got him in the Champions League. Well, that's fair. I might be I might be I might be wrong. Either way, he'll still come up against like some decent teams. Agrees. Yeah. In, in, yeah. If, if it's Europa, fair enough. I, I'm, I, I wasn't to know, but um, the idea being is that he'll get a good seat. Hopefully, he'll get a good season of consistent games behind him. Hopefully, he scores goals. We've saw the video already. Probably on Twitter today, he's always scored their overhead kick in training. So he's off to a good start. Um, yeah, I mean, it obviously wasn't doing him any favours here. When he's he's coming on for like five ten minutes a game for for Raúl, um, it's he's not getting the development that he needs. Not getting the consistent game time. The risk lies in that if we loan him out to a lower level, like we have done the Belgian league, if he still doesn't get that many goals, then there'll be serious questions asked then because his value is going to plummet, and who's going to what what we're what, what we going to do then? Are we going to cut our losses and try and sell him? And who's going to want him? Or do we try again with another loan and extend his contract again by another year and written like you know, try and continue to show the faith? But it's, it's a roll of the dice, isn't it? We've got to we've got to try and find a way to get him to work. Raul's not going to be forever. Raul's gone past thirty now, and Silver has been earmarked as you know the future, the future striker for us. So. I really wish him well. I'll I'll keep a lookout for their results every week to see who's getting on. I really hope that he can get. I don't know what what what, what will we class as an acceptable level of goals in the in the Belgian league, <laughs> but fifteen and the, above maybe. I don't know. High, yeah, high teens, yeah, I agree. Yeah, high yeah, teens I think, at least. Yeah, min, minimum double figures. You know, oh, like, he, figures, yeah, yeah he, he he needs to he needs to perform. Do you think it was a bit of an odd move, Tom, that he went to Belgium? Um, or do you think it's, say, like, because yeah. I was sort of oh, thinking in terms of Gibbs White, let's say, who's done really well at championship level, and that's been a good sort of proving ground for him. Do you think going abroad's, I guess, take him a little bit out of the spotlight? Yeah, that's my, that was my thinking. I think, yeah, the championship, the spotlight's on him, a £35 million striker in the, in the championship that gets highlighted with, you know, which is absolutely fair enough. So, I think it's it's a le- like a decent enough level um, to sort of test himself and hopefully to to get some goals, um, you know, without sort of get, you know sort of going too far the other way and and and, and yeah, him, him, him sort of struggling really. Uh, it's a tough one. I thought Portugal might have been one place for him, but again, you know, he could have. We've sent players on loan to Portugal before and it hasn't worked. So mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm at the point. Um, on the, I think it was a player review video. I didn't think we could go into the season with both of them still here. I think we needed yeah. a different striker, and if we're only gonna, we needed a new striker ultimately. And if we were only gonna play, we're only gonna play one striker 
you know, in the gut, you can't have you can't have those being two with a three because um, they're not going to be happy. Or you know, they're not going to be happy sat on the bench. Fabio needs to develop. He needs, like Ad says, he needs a run of games. He, you know, it's done wonders for Gibbs White, and he has, and he's got bags of ability. We know that, so I'm I'm optimistic, and I think it's a really smart move for the club. To, to extend his his contracts as well, I, yeah. I think, and, and they even got an extra year out of it, which was, which, which again is is, is is smart. It's good business. Um, yeah, and I think, think um, I'm right. I think, yeah. Oh, sorry, Rich, I was just going to say what you think. What, no, what this should mean is that um, we should see an incoming striker coming in. We can't. We're not. Surely we can't. Not that season. Yeah. with just Sprout. I mean, surely Jeff's not that. Like. Willing to self-inflict harm on us, but um, there's probably still a few more to come in. Actually, I I would imagine. Um, Obviously, we were quite toxic before Collins come in, and when Collins come in, it's just all it's all gone away, hasn't it? So, like, I know it's it's a defender which I've had for a while, but it's probably not the most pressing position that we need. We still need a midfielder and striker. But since Collins has come in, I think all the, that toxicity has gone away, maybe because that's just got the monkey off our back that we made a sign-in. Um, but yeah, now with Silver going, we're going to have to... It's always the tricky situation of getting to getting a striker in who will come in knowing he will be back up and will sit on the bench for probably the same amount of time that Silver has done. So I don't know where they're going to pull that particular rabbit out of a particular hat but I can see I can see us maybe signing someone who can play either uh, as a striker or as, as one of the you know someone behind the striker you know not someone such as a, a Geddes or a, a Gabby Gold you know they can actually play on you know wide uh, I think wide right or wide left um Right, so get, get us on the left. And, oh Christ! No. Well, no. Sorry, clean slate. Clean slate. Sorry. Yeah, clean slate. I'm gonna. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait right until after Leeds. You can, we, we can get yeah. back on the. Get clean back on the agenda <laughs> yeah. after Leeds. Uh, but until yeah. until that ball is kicked, they were all on level pegs. I mean, I was I was trying to think of potential signings. Um, and there was a guy out in La Liga last season who got. Um, decent record, uh, eight goals, 32 appearances, a lot of experience behind him. A, a guy called William Jose. Um, yeah, keep, can we see a return? For uh, him? uh, get, get me Ben Teco instead. Yeah, I was gonna say that was an interesting link. No, no, yeah, is that, the, is that, that must be the, the genuine William Jose because I'm sure we had the imposter yeah. here, like, here took a couple of years ago. I'm sure of it. No, like yeah. the idea. Yeah, like this, this generation's idea. Um, yeah, that was a that was a funny one. Um, I, I, again, I think we're all kind of optimistic and hopeful that more players are going to come in, and we're. Uh, I know. I feel like whether it's optimism or, or blind faith, it sort of feels that we're not going to necessarily lose a lot of key players. I know we had a. Um, question from Twitter Corner, which I shall bring up and hopefully select the right one straight away. Yeah, do you think any of our players will leave? Um, you know, will leave after the season starts. But it kind of feels that a lot of talk around Nevers has quietened down a bit. Um, Traore, I think there's still a question mark over, but it feels like we're going to keep the nucleus of players. 
Yeah, never, ne- yeah. Wallace, oh, amazing. Never to see him. I really hope he's that. I'm, I'm still a bit worried. I, I just, just worried that there'll be a big, big come in. Say for United, let's say for example, like the the young deal falls through, um, and they just slap a bid down that, uh, that we can't. That Jeff will see the pound signs, and and then we're up, sh- you know, we're up shit creek. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't think Adama stays. I think Adama will still go. I can't, I can't see him staying. I think, as I say, Bolly's at risk. I think, or, and then um, either Mascara or, or Gomez maybe on loan, uh, go out on loan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think, think Adama goes. Could do a championship move, couldn't he? Oh, I think yeah. The, the thing with Neves is that um, I don't right now. There's not many teams out there who. Adapt as it sounds, needs a Neves right now for the money that will cost to get him out of Wolves. That De Jong thing might force United's hand, and then it depends. I, I, I guess depends whether Neves wants to go there because there are some, there is still some hesitancy on going to United because quite clearly their their problems are more than just a new head coach or, or whatever. Um, so there's a chance. There is a chance. Yes, that he could go before September the 1st. Um, so, so we're going to have a nervous few weeks in regards to that, to be honest. Adama is here in body only, to be honest. He's not, he, he, he quite clearly doesn't want to be here. It's up to him whether he wants to compete for a place, you know, with the, the across the, the front three, if that's what it is, or three behind um, Jimenez. But he quite clearly wants out. I don't really think that's up for much debate. He, he, he clearly wants out. And then, yeah, if, if we have, do have a bit of a surplus of defenders at the moment, so you could see one or two of those either going out on loan or, as I said before, potentially Bolly is the one who is uh, most at risk, I'd say, because certainly based on last season, he's not been as... He's not been as dependable as he once was, mm-hmm. both in a form and fitness um, yeah, am I right in thinking that Ollie's out of contract at the end of uh, in twenty twenty three? So, if we're looking to make any money, if anything, out of all the, you know, essentially the way I see it is we've got four senior centre halves in in terms of uh, Bolly, Cody, Collins, and Kilman. Now Kilman isn't going anywhere because he signed a long term deal great season last season Collins obviously isn't so at least Cody and Bolly if, if we're looking at those two I think actually you can you could have play forward back with those four centre halves um, and you know we could happily debate which two should start but either Wolves could you know loan out Mosquera Gomez you know send them out to the championship and you know develop their game or they can look to make money and use backup and, and use the young players as backup. I can't, I know I kind of touted it last season. I don't quite see Cody going at this point. No, I don't see that. I think if no, he was going to go, they, he'd have been bought earlier because I think a club would have wanted to, you know, tap into his leadership skills and whatever. And you'd want him at the start of a pre season when you wouldn't want him necessarily to join, you know, just as the season starts. If that's how things work, I guess. But yeah, I, I think the other one I wanted to sort of touch on before we sort of wrap up and have a couple of questions is Gibbs White as well. Now, I think the fan base has shifted toward much more towards keeping him, integrating him into the squad. However, he keep uh, 
initially, and I think we could all see it coming. He was going to get linked to some of the newly promoted teams. I think Forest was sniffing around. Then Everton came in, and the word from the club was if they hit £25 million, that is the price tag we've set, almost similar to Joshua in a way. But if they hit that price, then yeah. I mean, do you see him actually going for £25 million, or do you think it's just Everton being not very good at transfers as usual? <laughs> it it comes from the farewell Prosser stuff, doesn't it? Mm. So Prosser is, you know, he was Prosser's Prosser, you know, protege sort of, you know, in the in the in the youth system at Wolves, uh, they they massively massively rated him. Obviously, Thelwell's there. Um, you got the Lampard young English player sort of link. Um, I'm I'm more confident he stays now. I, I don't know if you saw. Did you see when he came off? Bruno was. Cuddling him, talking, you know, talking, you know. I think he, I think he's a bit of, you know, he's he's a bit of a, a project almost for him now. Um, yeah, I think maybe this is the one where Bruno sort of puts his foot down and says, "Look, I want to keep him." And I, th- I think it a bit, I can completely get why he's not signed that contract yet because of how he's been burnt in the past. Um, so I think it's one of those where, okay, let's see how we go for the first couple of months of the season. If I'm in the side playing well, I'm enjoying myself. Let's 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 do the deal. If I'm not in the side, you know, let's look at it in January and stuff, uh, or, or you know, at the end of that season. But um, again, I wasn't a massive, massive fan of his, to be honest. Um, if you'd have said at the start of last season, oh, 25 minutes for Gibbs White, obviously, we, you know, I'd have snapped your hand off. Um, it's whether we trust the recruitment team to invest that 25 million, yeah, you know, wisely, which is open for debate as we stand. Um, you know, I if that's the if that's the difference between getting like a you know this is pie in the sky stuff potentially, but you know, getting a newness and not maybe let's let's have a think about it. You know, if you sell Gibbs White and Adama, it gives you the money to to push the button on newness. I mean, that's that's you know that's 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 got to come into conversation, I suppose. But at the moment, I'm I'd probably pretty keen to to keep him he suits the current that look it looks like he suits the system how Bruno wants to play really really well and I think that'll definitely counts in his favour of staying. Yeah one thousand percent when when I said sort of about Everton being bad transfers it's not because I don't rate Gibbs White it's just like I think twenty five million is mm-hmm. I think it's a very high threshold for him is how I'd describe it. I you know I could see him going for that sweet eighteen million spot which is why I think the club of Setic it's like well you know what if you're really want to pay that much for this premium and say it ticks all it ticks a lot of boxes from Everton's point of view to say they've got people who have worked with him Lampard uh, you know you've said it Tom so it's hungry like the wolf on YouTube you know like English players and we've said he can you know one of the best players in the championship last season why wouldn't you fancy him if you come clubs but I, I see no reason why Wolves can't give him till January and you say that can be our stick or twist either we give him a long-term deal and invest in him or we try and make some money off him. And, you know, I think a lot of fans are, are particularly probably after today as well. will be of the opinion. Yeah, let's 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 ride with let's ride with Gibbs White. Um as far as I'm aware, there's not been any of the sort of major rumours in terms of departures. There's lots of incomings flying about, which, you know, how much relevance we put into them. So we're gonna have to wait and see. I I, I guess. Um, Shall I have a couple of questions from Twittercorn before we wrap up, guys? Let's. So, uh, do, 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 do. We've got a couple lined up here. Um, we've already had that one, Rich. So, first and foremost, um, thanks for everyone who's um, tweeted us in. First one from 
um comrade is what have you all been up to um all summer i've missed you this exact kind of message i want to hear thank you we've missed you too um have you always been up to anything interesting in the last well two months apart from having to pay a lot of money for fuel (laughs) i've been um building one of those dunster house climbing frames in my back garden which uh when my garden gradient is like multiple for, for the visual viewers it's like that for the non-visual viewers it's just basically all over the shop <laughs> trying to get it on a flat ground has been uh somewhat uh entertaining to say the least and also i decided to create more work for myself by putting in some sleepers rent to make a border so mm. um pretty much more my evenings most of my weekends been made made up by doing that although obviously I chose to uh, not do anything to it on Monday and Tuesday this week because I probably would have melted whilst doing it. Yeah, nice. yeah. So, how about you? What have you been up to recently? Uh, uh, a few trips to Lake District. Love it up there. Um, yeah, I saw a guy take out a wall and a hedge uh, in reversing down a road at about 30, 40 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, yeah banked his car, took out a wall to this house and then reversed into a hedge and then had the audacity to ask me to push him out of the hedge. Um, <laughs> so that was, I, hope that... you, um, I hope you said what everyone should say at that point. That was, uh, you can't park there, mate. Yeah, oh, you know what? <laughs> I was so dumb through what I saw. Um, yeah, that was fun. Anyway, um, and yeah, paint, I've been painting the outside of the house. Pretty, pretty boring stuff, to be honest. Um, that's about the extent of my uh, my summer so far. Fair enough. Ho- hopefully it all ramps up for us all um, over the August break as much as anything else then. Um, right, two questions left. So, uh, King Wolf asks, if I can actually bring it up, should paella include chorizo or not? So I'm assuming this is half like Spain related or it could just be an incredibly middle class question. I'm happy with either. But what are our thoughts on chorizo and paella? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm up for that. Yeah. I guess it, I guess it can do. I mean, my mate's wife and, fa- and therefore family are from Andalusia in, in Spain, and uh, they cooked me paella before, and it was spot on. I think that had prawns in it, and mm. one with chicken. So get, if, you can, if you can have paella with prawns and or chicken, I'm pretty sure you could just chop it there and there as well. So uh, my view is yes, yes, it can. Fair enough. Apparently, it is a thing about you shouldn't put chorizo in paella. I don't know why. I think because it's you... like the pineapple on pizza debate. I, I think it is. I think thing. this is yeah. <laughs> um, of which I, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm pro pineapple on pizza, so I feel oh, like I should be. No. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand why you should. You're, you're not allowed to. I, I don't understand the hatred towards it. It's is it because it's a fruit? It. it you know, we we can roast fruit. I don't understand. You know, we'll have, you can have an apple pie. That's fruit. So I can't have pineapple. I don't get it. I don't, I don't <laughs> get the Because <laughs> you can't. I'm so indifferent. I, I, everyone seems to have like an angle on this. Yeah. I'm so indifferent. I don't care. I put it on, put it yeah. don't put it on. I don't care. The pizza is the main bit. Just let me enjoy my pizza. Yeah. I think, I think it gives, uh, you know, would I necessarily go for a Hawaiian? Not really. But I'm not going to throw it out if it's on the table. That's how I, how I look at it. But I think Chorizo and uh, in Paella, I'm hoping literally someone in... Um, ah, okay. So King Wolf, who has 
um been watching all evening so big shout out to um him says tritzo is an oily meat and will taint the flavors now what, so you can't, but what about what makes pile so different so you're saying put a blanket bat on chorizo yeah i think I, 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 as far as i'm aware i think tritzo is quite seafood based I feel like I should have okay. come into this with more knowledge, which is why you usually have prawns. Um, it's like sausage, um, cut, isn't it? Spicy sausage, yeah. isn't it? Spicy it's, sausage. It, it, yeah. It's spicy sausage. Yeah. Um, I feel like this chat could develop. Um, that's, that's, I'm interested that's the to see end how it's MasterChef. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like I should have come into this with more knowledge. Um, lastly, um, from Soccer Near Fates podcast. Have you filled the Premier League size hole in your soul all summer? I mean, we've talked about what we've been up to. Um, have there been, have been any sports you've been kind of keeping up with um, recently? Is watching, have you been watching much of the women's Euros? Yeah. I'm watching that. Um, I've got a couple of tickets to some Commonwealth Games events starting next week. Yeah, me too. So, oh, lovely. R- randomly, I've got to go to Coventry to watch Rugby Sevens. That's my son just picked that randomly because I think he was playing a, a Rugby Sevens game on the Switch on Sonic Mario and Olympics at the time. So we've ended up going to that. And then we're going to a proper sort of Commonwealth Games event, track and field one, the, week, um, the following week. So that'll be, that'll be good to watch. Yeah, I've got, yeah, got track and field. I don't know which one. Um, and then we, we somehow got tickets to uh, India, Pakistan cricket at, Edge Baston, so that's going to be spicy. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, the cricket's been pretty good. I don't know cricket fans out there, but yeah. um, it's been good watching the Test side um, since the uh, the new era. Um, yeah, that's 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 filled the hole for me. That's been good that'll watching. Third level spicy that'll be. Yeah, actually, to be fair, think about it, it's been quite a lot of good sport because we had Wimbledon as well, and we had Nick um, Kyrgios getting to the final of Wimbledon. Um, let's say the, the rugby's been good last week, the last couple of weeks as well. If anyone's into mm. that, it's it's almost like football isn't the only sport, but it is the best mm. sport, and I think that's a good note to leave it on. Um, we're going to wrap it up today, guys. Um, there, big thanks to everyone who's tuned in for the first show of the season. Um, we will be back after the Besiktas game um, to talk a little bit about Apps Friendly and hopefully bring a bit more transfer news, fingers crossed. But you never know with Wolves, do we? Um, but big thanks to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media and, of course, 90 Min. And make sure you're following us on all our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you're not already... Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, I, I say that like this isn't this is on YouTube, but also you could be listening to it. So make sure you do it as well. Um, until next time, it's goodbye from Tom. Bye, Will Sands. It's goodbye from Adam. Hasta la vista, baby. And it's goodbye from me. See you in Europa League.